Network presents Football Time. Welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for our NFL Draft coverage part two. We're going to get into the AFC and NFC East, and then we're going to go all the way out west to cover the AFC and NFC West. With us, as always, is Achilles Reign to break down all our NFL team needs. So are you ready to get in to part two of our NFL draft coverage. Oh, most definitely, man. Part two. Let's talk a little more draft. We're literally a day away from this draft. So uh, really excited to see what's going to happen. So let's talk a little bit about team needs. All right. Let's start out in the AFC East and let's start out with the New York Jets. Uh, once again, probably the uh, just the tail of the donkey here out of the uh, AFC East. Uh, but the one thing they do have is some draft picks. They have uh, the fourth pick. They have the 10th pick. They have the, the third pick in the second round. They have the sixth pick in the second round. So uh, four picks really up there early. Um, what do the Jets need here? They got rid of, they think they took care of the quarterback needs last year. Uh I thought there was a little promise uh, to this team a little bit last year. So what spots are we trying to fill here for the New York Jets to see if they can make a push up in this AFC East? Yeah, a little change of pace here, you know, no longer uh, really looking at a quarterback as one of the top needs for this team. Uh, they believe they filled that need, you know, with their young quarterback last season. Uh, and and he definitely years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but listen, like you said, this team actually showed a little bit of promise. Now, I know that the season wasn't necessarily a big success for them, but, you know, they did pretty good and they played some pretty tough opponents, which they played pretty hard against. So there's definitely some things to look forward to there. But I think that talking about the future in this upcoming draft, uh, this team's focus is probably going to be uh, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. I think that they need a little help in the uh, edge rushing, uh, you know, room. And even in that secondary, they could use a little bit of help. And obviously, you know, as a recurring theme, you know, with such a deep class of offensive linemen, I think that's also going to be something that they uh, look for uh, to possibly fill maybe some rotational guys later in the rounds. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think defense is probably where they go if they keep uh, this pick. I'm wondering if they maybe package some of this stuff, see if they can get traded back, maybe get some more assets uh, moving forward. I think they need a playmaker, like an out-and-out playmaker. I think they have some solid receivers, but I don't think they have an explosive receiver. Now, that four, probably too early to take that. Certainly sitting there when you talked about it, uh, those edge rushers sitting there. I, I think the Jets probably are really salivate, salivating if uh, KV on Tribodeau. uh somehow falls to them. That, that would be a really nice uh, pickup for them. 10, that's starting to get right in the range where these receivers start to go. So maybe they uh, take a leap there. Or uh, honestly, I, I think... If they were able to get like a Thibodeau at four and then take one of these uh, corners up there that maybe could fall to them at 10, I, I think that would be a really good draft. See what you can do with those second round picks. Maybe find a receiver in there. But uh, certainly on the defensive side of the ball, maybe. I, I, I was also, I thought they did a pretty good job of uh, last year's draft and building a, a pretty good offensive line. I, I'm not going to say it's great, but uh, we certainly saw uh, right before uh, their offensive lineman that they took last year in the first round get hurt, that he looked to be like a real playmaker. I think there's some progress there, but I, I think you could always build even stronger along that offensive line. I I think certainly with the type of quarterback that the Jets drafted, who seems to want to throw it deep a lot, the more time you give him, that seems like a better idea. It, it, it wouldn't be what I'd call an out-and-out out need, uh, but maybe if those defensive ends aren't there, you're sitting at four, you can't trade back. Uh Maybe you grab one of these elite uh, tackles as well and, and strengthen that offensive line there. All right. Uh, is there any other movement on the Jets that you think uh, they might add to? Uh, are you looking any side of the offensive side of the ball, running back, uh, maybe a, a linebacker in there? 
Well, listen, you know, as you mentioned, there's always that possibility where they have a chance to actually trade out of the, you know, one of those top picks that they have. And if they do so and they acquire a little more, uh, you know, uh, firepower, so to speak, then maybe they go after a wide receiver or someone else to, you know, uh, put up there for that young quarterback to throw to uh, more of a big body guy, a, a true number one type receiver. Uh, it's always a possibility. It's something they could use. Uh, and then, you know, with that extra leverage, possibly, as you mentioned, shore up that offensive line, which was already pretty good to begin with. Uh, but listen, as you said, this is the NFL. Uh, you can never have a good enough offensive line. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Dolphins, Sousa. Draft already occurred uh, pretty much uh, this uh, offseason. So uh, they don't have much draft capital. They have a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and two seventh-round picks. So uh, they probably have some needs, but uh, it's probably not going to be this draft they fill it in. And, uh, you know, they sort of made their all-in play uh, in the uh, free agency uh, slash trade market. But nonetheless, they got a couple picks here. What do you think the Dolphins are looking for? Well, listen, as you mentioned, they're kind of limited when it comes to their draft capital based off some of the big trades that they did during the offseason. Uh, you know, they've got that young, speedy wide receiver. Well, I wouldn't call him young anymore, but uh, speedy wide receiver that, you know, not your prototypical wide receiver, but, you know, he's been making plays for years and years and years. So I don't think you, uh, people are really going to consider him a downgrade from what they had. If anything, it's probably a huge upgrade. Now, the question is, can they work that chemistry out between their young quarterback and this, uh, you know, stud wide receivers coming from a different type of system. Uh, but if they can do so, then I think this draft, they're probably going to focus more heavily on that front seven defensively, um, which, as you mentioned, they don't have a lot to work with in form of, the, of draft capital, but uh, they can take what they do have and try to shore up that front seven, uh, maybe a linebacker, maybe some guys along that defensive line, uh, just to kind of, you know, they got beat during the middle a lot in those uh, closed games last season, and it's probably something that they're looking to uh, to try and uh, improve this uh, offseason or this draft, sorry. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what you could add with their picks that I, I'd call an out-and-out game-changer. You might, you know, hit the lotto and get lucky. Maybe your scouting department finds someone, but even if they find someone, it's unlikely they're going to make a true, true impact in their rookie year that's going to affect your, you know, team all that much. But uh, I, I think continued improvement along the offensive line uh, for them could help. Uh you know, we saw their issues last year. Uh, I, I know they tried to take care of that a little bit in free agency, but adding depth along that offensive line, never a bad thing. Uh, you mentioned up the middle, defensive tackle. I, I, I know they've added, you know, Mosert into that running back field with, uh, you know, Gaskin and uh, Ahmed, but uh, I, I still don't. One, I don't know how you could trust Mostert to stay on the field because uh, he hasn't been able to stay on the field uh, basically since his uh, playoff run. And maybe you try to find an upgrade at running back, see if you can hit the lotto and find one of those deep running backs there, just adding depth there. And you mentioned in the middle, maybe a defensive tackle or something in those three, four, seven, uh, maybe one of those, a big, big guy to sort of run stuff that can play, you know, first, second down, take him out on third, and you have your uh, pass rushers more likely in there. But uh, honestly, overall, Miami's draft happened in the offseason. They aren't really going to improve their team all that much. Uh, you know, unless they, you know, hit one of these picks, but that's always, uh, you know, uh, just sort of a lottery ball there uh, more than a actual strategy of team building. Uh, so let's move on to the New England Patriots. Uh, I guess you'd call last season a success. Um, seems like they found a quarterback that at least will be a productive NFL quarterback. Once again, skill position guys on the outside seemed to, even though they went out at free agency and added some, didn't seem to be all that great. But uh, what are the Patriots going to do here other than probably trade back their first-round pick uh, per every draft I think Bill Belichick has ever done? <laughs> Well, listen, you said it uh, last season, definitely a success for this team. 
Now, I know that the uh, the expectations for this team were kind of high towards the end of the last season, so there was some disappointment amongst the fan base. But in reality, you got to look back. This team was not projected to play that well, especially after all the key losses that they had during the last offseason. So I think that last season was definitely a success. Now, what do you do if you're Bill Belichick and the Patriots coming into this new season with a young uh, quarterback who's actually shown the ability to win games uh, and even some close ones there, not just that, but defensively, the team stepped up big time so I think that uh, as I was having a conversation with the big Patriots fan uh, my, my buddy B-Rad uh, you know he mentioned that he wants a wide receiver uh, and it's kind of something that I've been reading online from a lot of Patriots forums they they want a wide receiver to pair with uh, Parker who they just acquired from the Dolphins uh, personally I, I still think that they need a little help in that secondary and along that uh, front uh, defensive line uh, because they were kind of gashed by those offensive powerhouse teams because they had a hard time getting pressure against the quarterback. They did pretty good against the run for the most part, but uh, they were, they were definitely getting gashed when they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, those wide receivers getting out and the corners could just not contain them. So I think that's going to be an issue they try to address in this draft. Yeah. My question would be, does he want uh, Bill Belichick selecting that wide receiver uh, with one of these draft picks? Cause I, I think that hit and miss ratio has uh, been rather poor. Uh, in uh, recent history, uh, I, I think really what they probably need most is corner help. Uh, we mentioned, uh, you know, Morris left uh, in the midseason trade. They also had their other corner leave. So I, I think they've lost a little bit of depth there. I, I don't know if, uh, you know, the Patriots will take a corner at 21. Like I mentioned, they tend to uh, trade back uh, pretty much in every draft uh, since Bill Belichick has been here. And I, I think sitting at 21, you're, you're sort of sitting in that zone where you aren't going to get one of those two or three that are the elite corners that are probably going to be in the top 15. Uh, the Patriots don't tend to trade up uh, even uh, last year with Mac Jones falling to them. They didn't even see a need to sort of trade up and make sure they got him. It was sort of, if he falls to us, we get him. If it doesn't, you know, so be it. So I don't see them trading up to get one of those elite corners. And then at 21, I, I think that second tier corner probably is a little bit of a reach. So I honestly, I think probably looking there, maybe a little help along the offensive line as they started to, look a little bit older uh, along that offensive line, uh, you know, and when Mac Jones got under pressure, he seemed to, you know, struggle a little bit. Now that's young quarterback. That's a, a little bit of everything, but uh, that was probably the weakest offensive line I'd seen from the Patriots in a little while uh, last season. And then you mentioned it wide receiver. As always, uh, they seem to just need someone, but uh, that's once again goes back to my do you trust this Patriots team to draft uh, said wide receiver. So uh, there are a lot in this draft. I, I don't, once again, I don't know if that 21 pick that also is sort of sitting in that little middle where you probably aren't going to get one of those top five guys and you probably don't want to reach for that probably next crop or three or four. You'd rather sort of take them on 25 through 30. So honestly, I think it's probably going to be another trade back. But corner would be my number one uh, thing for this uh, Patriots team. I They just seem to have lost a lot of depth there. I, I thought the defense was a little shaky, uh, certainly at times. You saw that in those Buffalo games. Now, you know, matching anybody first Buffalo, probably one of the best offensive in the league, a little bit. But uh, I, I, I definitely think they'll look corner in this draft. And they, they do have a little bit uh, better history of drafting corners than they uh, do uh, wide receivers in there. All right, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills here. Uh Resigned uh, Stefan Diggs to an extension. So, uh, you know, they aren't looking there. They have the 25th pick in the first round, 25th pick in the second round. So they can build some depth here. Uh, where are you looking? Uh, I I'm certainly looking on the defensive side of the ball. Once again, same range as the Patriots. I think they need some defensive back help. I thought their pass rush, they added enough young pieces last year where that wouldn't be the first place I'd go. But where are you looking here? Listen, I'm looking at the exact same place that you're looking at. You're talking about the Bills team that was in the AFC champ, well, basically almost in the AFC championship game. Had they, uh, as some people say, had they won the coin toss uh, versus the Chiefs, uh, which was a very entertaining uh, playoff match. But 
listen, uh, part of the issue they had in that game was, you know, they were going up against a really potent offense, but they just could not get pressure after the quarterback when they really needed to. Uh, and, and a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, they, they, they need, they need some depth at the uh, front in the front four and the defensive line. Uh, I do think that they need a corner, like you said, but, I think that corner is probably a little more secondary for me. I think that if you can get pressure on the quarterback, uh, it takes some of the pressure off your cornerbacks, which enhance makes it more of a secondary need in my opinion. Uh, but other than that, I think this team is pretty well built to make another run for you know for uh, a potential Super Bowl title. Uh, they just need to really add a little bit of depth now. And in, in somewhere in that draft, if they could possibly uh, add a little bit of depth to that running back position, uh, I think it would come and serve them well, especially going forward uh, as they get deeper deeper in the season yeah uh you read my mind on that running back uh thing now it, it, it's a little tricky for me uh but brycey hall the iowa state sort of all-purpose do everything type back you know it, it's a little bit what the chiefs did I, I think it was maybe two years ago maybe three years ago i can't remember uh, when hilaire went out the chiefs sort of they probably could have used some secondary help but they saw that running back fall to them and they sort of grabbed him because their team is sort of complete as it is. And it's basically anything they add is building pieces to an already built uh, team here. I don't know if you reach for a running back in the first round. Uh, and But I, I think that would be a big piece. I really like Brycey Hall. Uh, I, I think he could be that sort of do everything I don't know if you grab him with that 25th pick and reach. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned the Edwards Hilaire thing, and, you know, it probably didn't work out all that great for the Chiefs. They probably would have been able better off drafting a cornerback with the way Edwards Hilaire has been available. But I, I wonder if they sort of go that route and maybe try to just add the finishing piece on that offense and get a back that you can turn into an every down back. Now, that being said, there also might be a back in the third, fourth, fifth round that they could find that could turn into an every down back. Uh, but once again, you're sort of playing that uh, lotto game, which is sort of what they've been doing anyway with the backs that they've put in there, and they just haven't hit on one overall. You know, Cole Beasley's gone. I, I know Gabriel's in there and maybe look to a little bit of, of wide receiver depth, but that would be more uh, third round sort of stuff. Maybe grab a, a little slot back that you could find in there that could maybe make up for a couple of those catches uh, that Cole Beasley had. Uh, but certainly with Diggs and Gabriel, you're probably all right. And, and then I just think cornerback would be probably where I'd go there. And maybe, like you said, along the defensive line, you cannot have enough pass rushing in this league. And they sort of already built that depth where they were rotating guys. So adding another piece or two in there where you could rotate some more and more guys and keep them fresh for a lot of these teams that I'm assuming are all going to be pass heavy. You look at the Broncos, I'm assuming that's going to be pass heavy. You look at the Chargers, that's going to be pass heavy. You know the Chiefs are going to be pass heavy, uh, you know. And even the Bengals, uh, though they have a nice, uh, a better balance, they're still built uh, through those nice receivers and Chase and Higgins. So I, I think overall, uh, grabbing as many pass rushers as you can, that it could affect games and make explosive plays really, really uh, would be what I'd look for here for the Bills. All right, uh, let's switch to the other side of things and head to the NFC side of things. Uh, these teams... All need a lot of work. Now, uh, that being said, uh, a handful of these teams pretty much have all the picks in the draft. So uh, they certainly can build. Let's start out with the Giants here. Um, where are we going on the Giants side of things? I, I know you sort of like Daniel Jones. Are you looking at quarterback yet in this one? Or are you looking at this class and being like, this isn't the class to uh, sort of take a chance on uh, drafting a quarterback here? Listen, you hit the nail on the head with that one. If you had one of those top quarterbacks, you know, like Trevor Lawrence, a uh, couple of uh, last year, sorry, um, then I think you possibly start to consider taking that quarterback, that next guy. But in reality, listen, I like I like Jones. I've said it pretty much. I've been almost an apologist for Jones here uh, throughout his uh, his young career. But I think it's 
A lot of this is also on the Giants. Listen, the guy can only do so much. You got to give him some weapons and not just weapons. You also got to give him some protection. And I think that's got to be the focus because even if he isn't the answer going forward, you won't lose anything. You actually benefit more from shoring up that offensive line. So I think that that's got to be the focus for the Giants here. Uh, obviously, you know, the trenches is where the game's won and uh, both offensively and defensively are going to be important. So I think number one priority offensive line get some guys out there for the offensive line number two priority i think if you can find a really good pass for sure you can still find one of those you know uh top prospects uh later on those rounds and you pick up one of those guys but other than that you definitely need some skill position help also i know saquon barkley's been really banged up and they've really haven't had like that that actual wide receiver guy there's been a couple of guys that that have stepped up but they've also missed on a couple of wide receivers in the last couple of drafts. So uh, it, it is probably something you address, but obviously that offensive line, definitely more important. Yeah. My question comes with the quarterback thing here is now this is what got them in trouble the last time. Uh, they have two first round picks five and seven. You mentioned they will probably be able to get one of those offensive linemen. One of the three guys, probably will fall to them uh, at that five pick. You know, this is sort of what happened with Daniel Jones. They got their guy. They had two first-round picks. They got their guy with that first pick, and then Daniel Jones sort of fell to him in that second pick they had in the first round. If they get that offensive line help, do you take that project at quarterback? Because... Uh, because you're also looking at paying, you know, Daniel Jones. His rookie contract will be up. So, you know, you have to make that decision. Honestly, if I was looking at anything, I might package the two, see if I could trade back. But once again, I, I think I've said that with about uh, 10 of these teams here who have these, you know, multiple picks in the upper echelon. And I don't think a lot of teams are really pushing hard to trade up. So I, I think that also might be difficult to do the, you know, two for one package, fall back, get more draft capital in, in another year. But uh, I, I'm just curious, even with that double first round pick, you take that offensive lineman, you aren't looking to take one of those projects at quarterback at the seventh pick. I think that if you take an offensive lineman with that first pick, you know, the Giants be in a really special place where they have a couple of picks, you know, pretty high in that in that first round. I think if you take that lineman, then you actually uh, take care of another big need. You know, they had a lot of trouble getting after the quarterback last season, uh, this Giants def uh, defense did. So I think you probably address that and, and grab yourself one of those top prospects at uh, the edge rushing position. And you basically answer two of your needs, uh, you know, uh, pretty early on. Yeah, I, I think so. It, it should be interesting to sort of see how they play it. I, I'm curious what they do uh, overall, and, and maybe uh, they do just make that reach, but uh, I, I think that would create a, a messy situation uh, nonetheless. All right, let's go to what we got next up out of the NFC, and that's to the Washington Commies. Uh they made their maneuver to get Carson Wentz in there, so I guess technically they aren't looking for a quarterback. Uh, they are paying him a lot of money, but uh, I, I feel like at some point they will figure out what the last two teams uh, probably figured out. But uh, nonetheless, have, uh, the 11th pick in the first round, 15th in the second, uh, a 4-6 and a couple 7th here. So a little bit of draft capital, but are not loaded up. I, I wonder how much the situation where the two receivers, you know, uh, threatening to hold out. I mean, I assume they're going to play, uh, you know, eventually, but uh, you're probably either going to have to pay them or they won't be on the team. Does that change your chart a little bit where you're probably now having to add wide receivers in case you aren't going to pay uh, said receivers, you know, 25, 30 million a year? Listen, it's it's a really strange, complicated situation that also, they're in. Carson Wentz is a quarterback, so adding a legit receiver might not be all that helpful. So, you know, this is the thing. They, they're in a really interesting uh, uh, position here because they've uh, gone through this whole turmoil during the offseason. You know, they've gone through a name change. They've gone through uh, just a whole slew of things that's happened for the franchise and the fan base. Um, and now they've got Carson Wentz. And the question is, do they truly believe – that he's going to be their answer. Do they truly believe that they can revive his career again? Uh, and if they do, then I think you probably focus on the defensive side of the ball in this draft, um, you know, because 
you really need some help in that secondary. I think that secondary is really lacking last season. You look at a team like the Cowboys that you're going to have to play twice a year. Uh, they're probably going to be really pass heavy. Uh, I think you have to answer the questions in the secondary. And then even at your linebacker position, you know, uh, it's just this team does have a lot of needs and it's really hard to pinpoint exactly where they should focus on. But I think that if they really truly believe that they have their guy, the quarterback position, then maybe they ride it out as far as the skill position is concerned this year and really try to get that defense uh, uh, up to, uh, up to par. Yeah. I want to just ask a, a positional question a, a little bit for you. You know, you mentioned linebacker and honestly, that's probably what I put number one, overall needs uh, for the commies here. But we, we've seen in uh, probably the last four or five years, uh, legit, you know, big time linebackers have all dropped. We mentioned the Cowboys guy, uh, you know, now some of that was due to injuries, but the uh, two Cardinals guys, Isaiah Simmons, and those guys dropped in the draft a little bit. They seem to be dropping. So would you take, say that 11 and maybe reach I, I say reach because if it's somebody you need and it fills a, a void for you that's good but if it's somebody whose grade and value isn't probably what that 11th pick is worth would you reach for a linebacker say with your first round pick if you're Washington here because uh, I you know probably if I, I thought about my big board I'm, I'm going off my head here I, I don't think I put a linebacker in there till probably around 23 to 25 so that's probably 10 spots lower uh higher than you probably should be drafting him but nonetheless if i think that's your biggest need would you grab that at 11 you know that's a really tough question me personally i don't think that uh there's been a linebacker over the last few years that i felt has been you know, uh, enough of a lot to warrant one of these uh, top picks, uh, you know, and I think it's been almost a little bit of a trend here, almost as as the running back has kind of taken a dive as far as, uh, you know, their their uh, height and picks. Uh, so has uh, linebackers also. And I think that there's a little bit of correlation with that, seeing as how they tend to play off of each other a lot. But I, I personally wouldn't want to. But with a team like uh, like Washington here, uh, the commies, as you as you call them, um, you know, they, they just have so many needs that I, I mean, I really wouldn't fault them if they just basically went off the whoever, whichever prospect was on top of their board that was currently available. Uh, I don't think they could go wrong either way, although they probably would uh, definitely catch a little bit of uh, backlash if they did so. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. Let's move on to our next team here in the nfc east and let's go to the eagles now uh this one's an interesting one because basically every need you can list <laughs> they can pretty much cover in this draft because they have about uh 30 picks in this draft they got two first round picks 15 and 18 second round 19 third round 1937 fourth round 19 fifth round 11 19 and the 23 and a seventh round pick at uh, 16 so a lot of picks uh they can basically fill out your roster here but what are you looking here for the eagles because uh honestly if you had me pick a team out of the nfc east right now I think my hedge is probably the Eagles out of the NFC East uh, with what I've seen uh, from the Cowboys. So uh, what do they need to fill out this roster in, in a draft that they have a lot of picks for and can build? Oh, boy, you said it. Listen, they are in a really good spot uh, need, having that many picks because they also have a lot of needs here. Uh, just looking at my list here, they need edge rushers. They need safety. They need wide receivers. They need corners. They need inside linebacker. Uh, I mean, definitely a lot of needs here. Uh, again, though, if you ask me, you're probably going to try and shore up that pass rush first and foremost uh, with one of those early picks. After that, you probably want to shore up that secondary. Uh, I don't think that they're looking at any type of a quarterback position here. Obviously, they think they're set there. Uh, maybe in those later rounds, you could find one of those gems uh, at the skill position, but there's just so many needs here. I know they have a lot of picks. They have a lot of things to play with. They can move up. They can move back and get even more. They can package that for future deals. There's just so much to go here. Uh, you know, I think the big question mark here is 
they're probably going to lean more towards whichever direction the draft is going. Um, if you start seeing a lot of these uh, edge rushers going pretty early on, maybe that's what they go after. If you start seeing uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, secondary guys going, maybe that's the guy they go after. So um, they have a lot of different directions they could go. They have a lot of play, uh, picks to play with, but they also have a lot of needs. Yeah. Uh... I'm curious to see how this draft falls because with the 15 and 18, if they keep both those, I I think if the draft falls right, they could probably grab a receiver and a corner. At least, I don't want to say elite, elite, but at least somebody you could probably put on the field next year and make a difference. Uh, So I'm looking at that. They could fill a handful of needs, uh, probably a little bit. You mentioned they're a little aging on the defensive end, but they still seem to be pretty solid uh, in that pass rush. So maybe that's uh, stuff you fill out with a a lot of those extra picks down there. Uh, You mentioned linebacker. Maybe, like I mentioned, if you get what you need with that first pick, taking it at 18 wouldn't be quite as much of a reach because you have those two picks right there. Uh, So really interesting sort of what this Eagles team is going to do. And honestly, I think it's just sort of going to be how that first part of the draft sort of plays out. If, If a couple of those receivers... Uh, maybe fall uh, and drop to them at 15 or 18. I think they go after him there. If a couple of those corners might fall to him, I, I think they go there. I'm really interested to see how this sort of defensive uh, end, uh, you know, speed rush tackle thing sort of plays out. And it may be if a couple of those guys, a couple of the elite ones end up falling to 15, then I think you grab that. So I, I think their situation probably is as fluid as anything. And you just sort of, with as much picks as you have, you just sort of grab best available, best available, best available. And then I, I shouldn't say anything because next year they got a ton of picks too. Uh, but, you know, eventually you can then just start stockpiling what you uh, individually need. Because I still don't totally think this team 100% knows what it is, you know. They were a good team last year that ended up making it in the playoffs, but I don't know if they think Hurts is going to be their quarterback for the future or he's going to hold down the ship for another year or two before they grab, you know, uh, another quarterback. And like I mentioned, along that defensive line, it's tending to age a bit, but uh, they certainly got the draft capital to sort of see how this draft flows more than anyone and sort of ride with it and take what's best available for them. All right, let's move to your boys, the Dallas Cowboys. So, interesting offseason for the Dallas Cowboys, and now they come into this draft. What do the Dallas Cowboys have to do here? Uh, I I mentioned I didn't like their offseason all that much. Uh, A lot of late picks, uh, first, second pick, 24-24. So, where are we going with the Cowboys here? You know, it's really weird to say that a team that made the playoffs uh, was a little bit of a disappointment, but I think that that's how the Cowboys fan base feels based off how they started off the season pretty explosively. Um, defensively, I think they took a, a good leap forward, uh, you know, but offensively they seem to have taken a step back. Now you talk about the fact that they lost, uh, well, not lost, they traded away Amari Cooper, uh, and they think that CeeDee Lamb will be the answer going forward as far as being the main guy, but um, I think that's definitely something that the they're probably going to. to one time in the playoff game. <laughs> Listen, I don't call. I don't. I don't write the playbook. Okay, this is this is all the coaches. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to have to address the uh, the wide receiver position at some point in the draft. But they also have to shore up that offensive line. They had trouble protecting Dak Prescott, and you saw it, especially in those playoff games where uh, he just did not have the time to be able to get to those wide receivers. And, and this is one of the reasons why Ceedee Lamb only was targeted, as you mentioned, a couple of times. Uh, but you know, they also have to get some help in that pass rush. Uh, they they lost Gregory uh, because they were trying to really kind of uh, cheapskate, uh, you know, his contract, and he's gone now. Uh, Collins, I believe, uh, is, is – did they resign? Collins is gone. They resigned Collins Lawrence. Uh, you know, it's just – I'm not a huge fan of the way they approach this uh, this this offseason. Uh, you know, it seems like 
this wasn't the typical Cowboys, obviously, that we, we're used to seeing. They're actually uh, the ones that are making the big splash, going after the big names. Uh, and it seems like they're really taking a step back. They're trying to build up their core guys and kind of move forward from there. But uh, this seems not far off. They were pretty good last season. They made the playoffs. And uh, they're thankfully for them, they play in the a- NFC East. So uh, they've got that going for them also. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see where they go. You mentioned their biggest need is is along that offensive line. They got to start retooling that offensive line. It, it's been aging and getting older, uh, you know, each and every year. And I think it's been getting worse. You know, I, I think three years ago when we first started doing this show and we were talking about this isn't the same Cowboys offensive line that it was. And, you know, each and every year it, it sort of gets a little worse, little worse, little worse. And if you're going to make the decision to uh, keep, uh, say, a Zeke Elliott and not keep Amari a, a Cooper, uh, it, it behooves you to sort of build up that offensive line if theoretically that's how you want to play. Um, but then you, you look at it. They probably got to fill that gap for Amari Cooper. So, yes, C.D. Lamb takes over uh, the number one, but then who's taking over C.D. Lamb's spot in the number two? You paid Gallup, but Gallup, you know, blew out his knee, so he's not even going to be ready at the start of the season. So you got a spot there. Uh, you Cedric Wilson left in the uh, offseason to go to Tampa Bay. Uh, it, it's just... Do you waste a, a pick on a receiver? I shouldn't say waste. Should you use a pick on a wide receiver in the first round when you probably have more needs elsewhere? You just cut a receiver because you didn't want to pay him. You're looking at having to pay C.D. Lamb. You just paid Gallup, so I don't know how that totally works out. And then you mentioned defensive end. They didn't pay a couple of their guys. They let them walk. So I assume that pass rush, which is what sort of carried that defense last year, probably be a little worse. Uh, so basically with your first round pick, you have three gaping holes. You can only take one guy. And even at the 24 spot, I don't know if you're necessarily going to get a game changer. You might get a starter. I don't know if you're getting a game changer. And then by the second round with that 24th pick in the second round, I certainly don't think you're getting a game changer. And maybe you're not even getting a fringe starter at that point. So it's just really hard to see what this team's sort of going to do in the draft i i think offensive lineman has to be where you go but honestly i think they could probably patch that together i think they could probably got to take a wide out judging by this team has to be a good offensive team for them to be successful and right now you're looking at cd lamb and no one else to throw the ball to so where are we going there did you watch the uh, that pre-draft conference that they did with the the G and the Joneses and all that? Um, and they asked him what the state of the uh, the Cowboys was coming into this draft. And I, I think he said something. Don't quote me on this, but I think he said something like, "I don't think we have many uh, team needs to fill here." <laughs> I was looking at him like, "What uh, is he watching the same team that I'm watching?" Well, they, they might not if they want to be a team that uh, wins nine or ten games and loses in the first round of the playoffs. If that's their goal, sure, that's probably right. They probably will win nine or ten games and lose in the first round of the playoffs. All right, let's uh, move out west uh, here on this side of things and get into more your territory. But let's start with the AFC West. Uh, I I don't know if any of these teams need to draft uh, because a lot of them made a lot of moves. Uh, But nonetheless, let's start out with the uh, Denver Broncos here. No first round pick for the Denver Broncos. That went away in the Russell Wilson trade. Second, a couple thirds, some fourths, fifths, and sevenths. So not a ton of draft capital here. The second is also the 32nd pick in the uh, second round. So basically a a third-round pick here. Uh, What are we looking to sort of – what should I – finish out this Denver Broncos roster because it's sort of set it as it is and it's either going to be a boom or it's going to be a bust. I, I don't think there's a lot of middle territory here. I, I think they're winning 12 games or it's going to look really, really bad here. Now, see, thankfully you've got me and your team on the Greenlight Network crew uh, because uh, I, I went deep and I did some research and I'm like, I got to figure out what team needs here. And then I realized, oh, they're pretty set. So I said, you know what? When, when all else fails, always say lineman. 
So I, I'm going to say that they could use a little help on that right side of the uh, of the offensive line, and definitely they could use some help uh, in that front. Now they don't need help, but uh, at depth, if anything, uh, to that defensive line. Uh, as you mentioned, this team uh, acquired Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. Uh, they're looking to really make a push uh, at a playoff spot here, and uh, it's going to be tough because there was definitely a lot of movement coming into this particular division, the AFC West, during the offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see how they draft, but uh, I think that – you know, with such little draft capital to speak uh, to speak of, uh, they wouldn't do themselves, uh, you know, any harm by uh, going on that defensive line, offensive line, and trying to, you know, add a little bit of depth there. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at linebacker. Maybe they could get one with that uh, 32nd pick in the second round. Um, you know, you mentioned it uh, along the line. Tight end, uh, I, I thought they could maybe use a little bit uh, of an upgrade uh, on, but, uh, you know, Overall, I, I think they're pretty much set, and honestly, I, I'd be stunned if they didn't trade, you know, some of these picks and just got off the salaries of them or just drafted them and then, you know, cut them in the offseason. So I, I don't think Denver's goal it has been this draft uh, now. It, their goal is they built their roster in this uh, offseason, and that's what they're shooting for. So uh, we'll move on to uh, the other one who's packed on uh, a lot of pounds in this offseason. We're moving to the Chargers. Now, they do have a couple picks here in the first round. They have the 17th pick. They have a third round. They have the 15th pick in that one. They got a handful of seventh rounds and a handful of sixth rounds, but uh, overall, that first-round pick, 17, and the third-round, 15, where are we getting better for the Chargers here? Listen, this is a team that could actually end up stealing this draft, and I'll tell you why. This team was pretty good to begin with last season. They had definitely some holes that they had to take care of this offseason and uh, during uh, the draft, but I, I feel like they tried to address some of those by bringing in a guy like Khalil Mack, a pass rusher of his caliber to pair up with Boza. Uh, is only going to help this team out, a team that was already pretty good to begin with. Uh, they signed a corner to address that big hole in the secondary, uh, so that's another, another hole that they plugged. Uh, and I think that if anything, they're probably going to focus more on the offensive line. This team is pretty young to begin with, and they're going to be getting younger with all these other guys that are going to be drafting this year. Uh, so, you know, you're thinking about the salary for the team. It's got to be pretty cheap uh, with as many young guys as they've got, and they're plugging holes, and they're pretty good to begin with. So there's a good chance that if this team shores up that offensive line first off and then maybe add a little bit of depth at secondary, that they're going to be a really good team going forward. Yeah, I, I was looking, if they keep this first-round pick, honestly, I, I think this would be my number one trade candidate to make calls to, to see if they want to trade back, because uh, I, I was, I, I think they need a tight end. Uh, you know, they had Jared Cook in last year. There are a couple tight ends who I think could be uh, really nice fits here, so I wonder if they take that pick uh, that's about 17, see if they could get somebody to bite, trade back, maybe grab a tight end here. You mentioned help along that offensive line. Uh, you know, I guess they could maybe look for a couple more holes to fill along uh, pass rushing needs to fill some gaps uh, when Bosa and Mac, who's getting a little older and a little more banged up, might need, a, you know, a couple snaps here and there to sit down. Bosa's never fully been a, a bastion of health either, so maybe find some depth there a, a little bit. But uh, I honestly was just... This was the first team I, I think I'd call if I wanted to trade up, uh, you know, in that teens range and I saw something that I wanted because I, I think they could trade back. I think tight end would fit really, really nicely here. It would give Serta Herbert someone to check down to. Uh, I don't know if, if they really had that all that much. Cook's a nice sort of uh, mercenary tight end if you need a tight end going into the season. But I think if you could find somebody who could sort of take that uh, and be there six to eight years and be a good tight end for you, that would be where I'd look to uh, for the Chargers. All right, uh, next up, we're going to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. And... Uh, Another team that isn't flush with draft capital here, a team that tried to build it in the offseason. Third round pick, 22, fourth round, 21, couple fifths, and a seventh. So uh, what are you looking for here with the Raiders? Uh, judging by what's gone on in recent drafts, it might be a bonus uh, that they don't have any draft capital. So uh, what are you looking for here with the Raiders? 
listen, they filled what they believe to be two of their biggest uh, weak spots uh, by trading for wide receiver Devontae Adams and then also bringing in uh, Jones uh, to get after that quarterback. So I think that they believe that they've addressed some of their biggest issues. Now, going forward, I think they still have to focus on protecting Derek Carr and giving them time to get the ball to Adams. So probably showing up that offensive line. Uh, after that, I'd probably look a little bit more towards that secondary. Uh, they seem to be a little bit of thin at defensive back. So maybe that's something you address, you know, with some of your picks later on. You mentioned it. They don't have as many picks as some of these other teams do, uh, but they also don't have as many holes. So I think that if they can uh, plug up the offensive line, get something in the secondary, then you could probably add a little bit of depth to your pass rush. Uh, but other than that, I think that they've done a pretty good job. I think the question is going to be whether new head coach uh, Josh McDaniels can really get this team uh, over that next hump. Yeah, uh, offensive line help. Uh, secondary help is what I had listed, but, uh, you know, uh, third pick in the second round or, or 22nd pick in the third round, you probably aren't getting someone who's going to come in right away and really uh, affect the game all that much unless he's probably affecting it for you in a, a negative way. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know how much they can build some depth maybe. And then three or four years from now, uh, we might go, oh, that was a nice pick there in the third round. I, I don't know that they're going to get a game changer or even a, a a quality starter uh, with where they're picking uh, right here, certainly along that offensive line and that cornerback spot, which are sort of two of the hardest spots to sort of walk into as a rookie and uh, be really, really successful and make your name. So those would be the two spots I'd look, but not a ton of draft capital uh, for the Raiders. They're one of the ones who will be sort of uh, off season. They built their team draft they aren't going to build their team now uh somebody who does have some picks uh surprisingly enough the kansas city chiefs uh so i don't want to say rebuild they just sort of i, I think they pushed it back a little bit instead of probably staying successful for the next two years they're sort of maneuvering their roster to hope where they can stay successful for the next probably six years they might take a little bit of a step back the next year or two but uh i, I think that's where we're looking at here and uh getting a couple of these draft packs picks and getting them you know on a decent salary is where we start here they have two first round picks two second round picks two third round picks so what are the Chiefs looking to do here? Listen, I was using uh, an analogy that probably isn't really well suited for YouTube, so I'll use a different one. It seems like the Chiefs are using a sledgehammer down to a hammer approach uh, when, uh, you know, it's kind of shifting their team. I don't think they're really, uh, as you mentioned, rebuilding. It's more of a reload for them. Uh, they got rid of Tyree Kill, and they got a ton of draft capital because of that, and now they have the most draft picks. Uh, and a lot of people are saying that they need to grab a wide receiver with some of these draft picks, but I don't think so. I think that they're, they are pretty solid team to begin with. You've got a really good, uh, you know, player at tight end uh, and you have probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league too. So I think that adding Scantling and then uh, Juju, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, who was it? They got Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. uh, from, uh, from Pittsburgh. I think having those two guys are along with, uh, as I mentioned, the big tight end, I think they'll be okay. Uh, now, if they can pick up a t uh, wide receiver later on uh, with a couple of those picks, then maybe you do so. But I think that you probably focus more defensively uh, to start off the year last year. This team was uh, pretty stellar on defense. It was the offense that was pretty much lacking all year long. Uh, now, as we got later and later in the year, the defense kind of took a step back and the offense really set their game up and propelled them into a playoff run. But um, I, I think you probably focused a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball here uh, if I'm the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, you, you read my mind because I, I keep reading and hearing about how they need to take a wide receiver and uh, get all these guys in there. And I'm like, you know, I, I think you purposely got rid of Tyreek Hill and we're like, we aren't going to pay him. We think Juju and Scantling and, you know, they still have Hardiman in there can sort of, I, I don't want to say take all the load up, but we could still be a very good offense with those three, with Andy Reid. I, I mean, I ask people to go back and look at some of those uh, Philadelphia Eagles teams and the receivers littering across that draft uh, thing. Other than the Trell Owens little two seasons in there, he never had, you know, high-end name receivers in there. So I think offensively, you're probably pretty set here. I think you got to rebuild this defense. You let go of Mathal. There are a couple other guys you let go. 
I think you got this much. You just start filling your board with pass rushers, with secondary guys, and see if you can hit on a couple of these guys. Rebuild that defense, get it young, get it cheaper uh, for, you know, the next four or five years and see if you can build something with that. I just, I don't see the need to go wide receiver. When you have Patrick Mahomes, when you have Travis Kelsey, when you have Schuster, Scantley, Hardiman, you have, you know, Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you have Andy Reid, your offense is going to be fine. So why? I'm sorry, but listen, I've said it a a couple times throughout, you know, uh, the last show and this show, is, is there's certain quarterbacks that make their wide receivers better. And I think Patrick Mahomes has reached that level of, uh, you know, of play that, you know, whatever receivers you put them on there, whether they're mediocre, whether they're okay, whether they're good, he's going to put them a notch above what they already are just with his ability and his, uh, his, his play style. So uh, I think that you're set at offense, like you said. Yeah. I, I just think you got four picks and basically the top 60 here. I think you grab as many defensive sort of guys you can that you think can maybe make a a starting roster for you and see what you go from there. Maybe, maybe if one of those receivers, one of the big ones drops down, maybe you make a reach there. But I'm thinking by 29 or 30 anyway, you're probably getting close to that sort of grab bag of maybe this receiver becomes a legit number one maybe he's your number four and your special teams guy. So why waste a pick there when you can just sort of grab as many defensive guys as you can, start the rebuild on that side of the ball, knowing your offense is probably going to be okay. All right, uh, let's move on to your division, the NFC West. Let's start out with an interesting one here. Uh, Well, there are a couple interesting ones in this one, but let's start out with the most interesting one because, quite honestly, I don't even know what direction they're quite headed in. Are they rebuilding? Are they retooling? What exactly are they doing? Let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. Ninth pick in this draft, uh, two number twos. What are the Seattle Seahawks doing? Are we rebuilding? Because this probably isn't the draft to grab a quarterback. So what are we doing here? But you probably can't go with Drew Locke either. Please do not enter this season with Drew Locke. Listen, everything I've read has them going after a quarterback. And although I do think quarterback is a need for them because I don't think that Drew Locke is the answer going forward. Uh, I don't think this is the draft. Or Geno Smith. Either one, please. Or Geno Smith or or even the potential signing of uh, what's been rumored uh, throughout social media of Colin Kaepernick being signed by the team. I don't think none of those guys are really the answer going forward now. Some of them are serviceable. Some of them will definitely help win you some games. I just don't think that they're the answer going forward. Now you've built such a culture in Seattle, a culture of winning. They've they've been a, basically a winning franchise over the last what ten years or so. Um, and you know they said they weren't going to trade Russell Wilson. They said they weren't even thinking about it. And Russell Wilson is gone. So now they have a couple of guys out there with Tyler Lockett and the, and DK Metcalf at wide receiver that don't really know what they're going to get from the quarterback position. Uh, with all that being said, though, I, I still think that it, going forward, as a couple of other teams as I've mentioned. Maybe you can't get your quarterback this year. Maybe this isn't the year for the quarterback. But what can you do? You can start building up that offensive line. Uh, we saw in games, especially in the NFC West within the division, uh, for example, against the Rams and the 49ers, that the, the offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks could just not keep Russell Wilson upright. And that's one of the reasons why he got hurt and he was out for so many games uh, is because the, their offensive line could not protect the quarterback. So what do you do? You don't think the quarterback for, for the future is, is here for you? Then you shore up that offensive line, build up that offensive line, get those guys set, you know, start building your defensive line. Maybe you get a project quarterback later on, but I, I don't think so. It seems like you have enough projects uh, to compete amongst each other with what you have in the locker room now. Are we still calling Geno Smith and Drew Lock project quarterbacks? No, oh, no. By projects, I mean it's a project to work with them. That, that's that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. I, I think you just go back to your roots here and Pete Carroll's roots. This team was built along the offensive and defensive lines uh, when they were really, really in their heyday and making Super Bowls and conference championships. Uh, That sort of faded away, one, as they had to pay, uh, you know, a a couple more of their offensive skill guys. 
And, you know, piece by piece, those defensive guys start to go. The linemen get a little old. You can't afford them. So I think you just got to rebuild along there and, and see what falls uh, to you. I, I don't know if you go into the season with Locke or Geno Smith as your quarterback, but you know, maybe you just take the mulligan on this one and eat it and see what you got next year uh, in the draft. Uh, but uh, overall, I think you just start to shore up where you started uh, sort of rebuilding this dynasty along those, uh, you know, offensive and defensive lines uh, sort of things. All right, let's move to San Francisco. No first round pick for them. Uh, a couple thirds, a second, uh, and uh, a whole bunch of stuff sort of late in the draft. But uh where are we going here with the Niners? Uh, I, I'd say maybe wide receiver moved up uh, due to this Debo thing. But then again, uh, you can't totally convince me uh, they're trading Debo this year. And uh, my guess is Debo sounds like he wants to hold out right now. Uh, but once game checks start to not to come in to the bank, uh, you tend to end up showing up. So uh, did you move wide receiver up in, in this? And I, it, this one's a weird one because they don't have a first-round pick. They somehow have two quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't know if either is good enough to start. So what are we doing here with the uh, San Francisco 49ers? Listen, I, I haven't added wide receiver as far as team needs goes, and then simply because they still have Debo under contract. They basically hold all the chips, and as much as he wants to play elsewhere and not be with his team anymore going forward, uh, I, I don't. I, again, I, they control they control his future, so uh, I'm not putting it as neat as of now. I will say that, you know. For a team that doesn't have a first-round pick, this would probably be the ideal uh, time to move a guy like that if you really yeah. aren't going to keep him going forward. If uh, because if you like want Tyreek Hill package for him, oh yeah, I mean, I don't think you can get that for him as as great as he is. Listen, I know that people talk about Devo Samuel and, and how he, he's you know he's he's got great ability at playing multiple positions and all that, and and I even then. I still think the guy is a little bit underrated. Uh, I, I see him play against my team, you know, twice a year. I see him play within the division. The guy's a playmaker. He can make all kinds of plays from just about every position. So uh, I think he's really valuable. I don't think that they value him quite at the Tyreek Hill level yet. And and I think it will take a lot to get the 49ers to let him go uh, because, as I mentioned, they, could, they have the power because they still have the ability to be able to franchise him later on also. So um, it, it's going to be tough to see what happens. But anyways – uh, back to the needs outside of wide receiver. I think that the 49ers are probably going to have to focus a little bit on that secondary. Yeah. Uh, again, more defensive side of the ball. Uh, you've committed yourself to Trey Lance, and you still have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. Uh, so you're paying a lot of money in that direction. So what do you do when you have a lot of money tied up on the offense? You try to get cheaper on the defense. Uh, a team that was pretty good last year, they made a good run. They beat the number one seed in the Packers in the playoffs, and they gave the Rams a run for the money in the NFC Championship game. Uh, they fell just short. A lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, defensively, they just couldn't create enough. Uh, they'd had a lot of really good stunts, and, and they got some pressure on Stafford, but they, they just couldn't do enough in those one-on-one -on -one matchups. Uh, they didn't have a game-changer on defense, so maybe they try to find a, a hidden gem on defense. Uh, but again, like they said, I, I think that if you're a Fortnite franchise or a fan, you're probably hoping that this building uh, process for this draft comes through the defense first. Yeah, I, I, the thing I'd look for is secondary help uh, in, in this draft. Uh, once again, though, they don't have a first-round pick. They got a lot of late picks, and maybe they could find you know one or two guys who could find some rotation time with those picks. But secondary would be mostly what I, I'd look for. What uh, a little depth along that defensive line too. I, I, I think I'd take a peek at, especially with the amount of injuries that they seem to have uh, every year along that defensive line. So maybe a little more, bit more depth uh, there as well. So that, that's mainly where I'd look for. Let's switch gears because, uh, honestly, the next team we're going to talk about, I don't have a clue on. Uh, I, I just – I don't think this team is very good. So the Arizona Cardinals uh, got a first pick 23rd, second pick 23rd, third pick 21st. They basically got their first three picks and then uh, a lot of sort of late round compensatory picks. Um, what do you think this team needs? Because, you know, I, I look at this team and I, I see they were 11 and 6 and 
sort of won this division last year, ended up actually losing it on the last day, but we're basically in first the whole year until that last day. But if we're looking at an early preview, I, I spotlight this team as a team of regression that probably is one that falls back down to earth. I think they need to add some pieces here at a couple different positions. Where are you looking for the Cardinals here? Okay, sorry. Uh, listen, going to the Cardinals now, a, a team that, you know, basically uh, was leading a division, uh, their division for pretty much all year long uh, till the very end, as you mentioned. Um, they they were they were pretty hyped up up there for a long time, and uh, a lot of people were calling them the best team in the league pretty early on, and the record pretty much showed it. Uh, they were pretty explosive on offense. They had some playmakers on defense uh, that could get after the quarterback and all that. Uh, but you and I, uh, amongst you know probably the highest level of hype they were getting at that season, uh, we were probably some of the few naysayers who really didn't believe this team. Now as the as the winning continued, I kind of started to believe it a little bit, but. Something deep down inside me told me, listen, you know what these guys are. You know what's going to happen to them eventually. And that's exactly what happened. Now they've lost a lot of guys and they've had some movements going on. Uh, I believe on last check, they only have two cornerbacks on the roster uh, yeah. currently. So I think that that's going to be the main focus for this team going forward is going to be trying to get some help on that secondary. You got to fill up that secondary. You're talking about having to face up against Steve Samuel if he stays with the 49ers. Cooper Cup, if he stays with the obviously was going to stay with the Rams and DK Metcalf over with Seattle, if he has a competent quarterback throwing him the ball, uh, you know, these are some of the top wide receivers in the NFC, if not the NFL. So you're going to have to shore up that secondary for sure. And I think that's going to be the main focus for them. Uh, after that, I would say they're probably going to have to look a little bit at the defensive line and then if they can get a skill position, uh, I know that they have, uh, you know, their wide receivers there and I believe they re-signed AJ Green. Uh, so I, I think they think they're plus. okay. Well, listen, regardless, you probably need to add some depth because they definitely had some issues at the uh, wide receiver position last year. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, secondary help is obvious because they, they don't even have a full complement of secondary players on their team. They lost a handful of their pass rushers and basically, uh, you know, this team was basically living off of being able to get pressure on the quarterback and cause havoc back there. So without those guys, without the secondary guys, I, I don't know what to make of this defense. And honestly, at, at times, I, I thought the offense was kind of poor. You saw it in that playoff game. Uh, they couldn't even move the ball. Now, some of that had to do with Hopkins being out, but, you know... It, it's been a but they also won. They won three games without like their main quarterback and their main wide receiver. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's really it's we could use that as an excuse, but uh, I think that there we both kind of saw something within this team. Yeah. They just didn't have that hunger in them, and I think that's what made them fail. Yeah. Uh, so Hopkins will be back, but you know, the last couple of years he he's been nicked up a couple different times. So, and you know, AJ Green, I, I'm not sure he's getting better as he's going to get older uh you mentioned probably their best receiver at times was christian kirk uh now he got his money back uh whether we think that's a great deal or not <laughs> is uh, to be one but he's no longer there so i i think they got to try to find some help on the outside now this might be a, a little bit of like an andy reed system where maybe later in the draft they can find somebody who, who can take up some of those uh balls much like the purdue kid uh that they found last year but he really tailed off towards the end of the year and much like his whole Purdue career, he started to get nicked and deemed up. So that's, uh, you know, kind of what happened. So it, it's just secondary is the out-and-out -out smart need, but they need a lot of pieces. I don't know if they're going to be able to fully grab it in this draft. I, I, and that being said, I don't know if they're competently enough run to be able to really sort of pick what they need uh, as well. And listen, there's a lot of things going on in the NFC West right now. But to me, this is probably my biggest bet, uh, you know, from basically losing a division in the last game of the regular season. I think this team has the potential to probably fall all the way down to last place within the division. Are we taking our unders now? Not yet. <laughs> Let, let's wait till at least after the draft. <laughs> all right, let's move to the last team here and let's move to your Los Angeles Rams. Uh 
per the Los Angeles Rams, they have pretty much no draft capital. Uh, they're looking at a third round pick, uh, number 40, a fourth round 37, uh, fifth round 32, couple six, couple seventh. Uh, they sort of are what they are. They probably couldn't even afford a first-round pick even if they had it. So uh, that being said, uh, where are you sort of looking to shore up spots here? Uh, and listen, you know, the Rams are going to pick later on in this draft. Eventually, they're going to get some picks. I don't I don't think they've picked a first-round pick since 2017, I think, 2018, somewhere around there. I'm not exactly sure when, well, but it's been quite some time. Soon either. Not not till 2024. So it'll be a, it'll be a long time since uh, you know till we get our first round pick, uh, and we probably won't keep that one anyways. But listen, the Rams have done a really good job at drafting. Believe it or not, yeah. uh, I've actually been watching a lot of. Uh, uh, they actually uh, have the most starters in the NFL that were drafted by a team, uh, which I think speaks highly as to uh, with the talent that they're able to find, you know, from the scouting department uh, in some of those later rounds. Cause as I mentioned, they haven't picked pretty high in the last few years. Uh, with that being said, they've got a couple of holes. I think they have to focus a little bit at the guard position. Uh, they need some cornerback help. They, you could always use some extra pass rushers to help Aaron Donald get, you know, give that guy a breather here and there. Uh, but this team is is basically poised to try and make another run for another Super Bowl uh, championship here. Uh, the question mark is, you know, have they put all their chips in? Uh, they got Robinson from Chicago. Uh, we still don't know what's going to happen with OBJ. Um, you know, they still have Cooper Cut. They still have Stafford. They've lost some pieces. They, they lost uh, Joseph, Sebastian Joseph Day on that defensive line. So I think they're going to focus probably a little bit uh, in that guard position and then maybe trying to shore up some pass rushing and some secondary help. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, I, I think definitely along the line, guards uh, need to sort of retool that spot a, a little bit, uh, fill in a couple linebacker needs. They were really, really thin at linebacker towards the, you know, the back end there of, of the playoffs, uh, you know, third, fourth, sixth, seventh round picks are probably where you should be taking those linebackers, see if you could find some spots. Uh, you mentioned it, maybe see if uh, a D tackle is hovering around there that, Maybe you could start to spell Aaron Donald a little bit here and there in the, you know, regular season games. Uh, now, you know, taking a fourth round D tackle. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure a coach, uh, the GM might agree to it. I'm not sure the coach is going to agree uh, to switching out the uh, best defensive player in the league for a fourth round D tackle. But uh, anyway, nonetheless, probably start to look to at least fill up uh, some depth in that linebacker position and along the offensive line but you know they, like you said they've done a good job of sort of filling depth with late round picks but uh, you know this team is built on the, their stars and that's sort of how they've gone about it so you know look to fill out depth guard linebacker position for me uh for this los angeles rams team but they're not ones who take you know the first second round of the draft all that too seriously hey bye really quick before we move on uh, did you happen to catch that uh, that little uh, draft promo the Rams put together? Yes, I did uh, with uh, oh. <laughs> your boy uh, Tyrese. Listen, <laughs> okay, they never so make ever. <laughs> I, I think my favorite line was when Stan Kroenke looked at looked at the camera and he says, "We're gonna steal this draft." And I was like, wait, what picks do we have? I mean, what are we doing here? But uh, listen, as cool as it was, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's part of the, it's part of the glamour of, you know, being in LA and uh, winning a championship. You get to do all these fun things, but uh, I, I do have to admit it was a little funny. Yeah, definitely so. All right, so part two is in the books. We still got part three with our betting. Uh, that'll pop up tomorrow morning uh, sometime, so be sure to be on the hook for that. Like and subscribe so you don't miss any of that. We'll be live for Thursday's NFL Draft coverage as we go through the first round. Dynamite David will be joining us for that. Where can we find you, Achilles? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. All right, that's our show, and we're out.